Okay, we're gonna go through some of the procedures that we use in Lancaster County for spotters. And you're all welcome to stay. Okay, here we go. Got a quick show for you. How many of you are brand new? Have you never been out? Some of you don't even have ham licenses, spotters. Brand new. And you're gonna come to the ham radio class. Good. That's a prerequisite for this county. First of all, I want to tell you the organization we have in Lancaster County. I'm K0GND Reynolds, and I'm the emergency coordinator. That's an ARRL appointment for the county. And I've got some great folks backing me up, a great team put together to help things out. Uh, backup net controls Greg Brown, KT0K. Carl Moronis and 0CRL keeps our cell pager notification system up. I'm wearing a pager, and that's how we get told that we need to have spotters. We get called by emergency management one way or another, usually with the pager. Myron Coleman takes care of the operators down in the EOC. If you'd like to help out underground, get a hold of Myron and he works the schedule. Art maintains the equipment down there, making sure it's all working. We have a D-Star radio down there and then two other radios that are normal analog type radios. Rod Hutt is the liaison with Nebraska Emergency Management and a really important role. Troy Sherman has a great task. He goes out every year and checks our points for us and also checks to make sure that we can hit the repeaters from all the points. And we check out, I think, seven different repeaters and scale them and grade them so that we're sure that we're working with uh, repeaters that are gonna work well for you. Ed Holloway goes out to the repeater whenever we're out on, on Storm Point. He's not in the box. He called me and said, that's not right. He's sitting outside waiting but he's there just in case the repeater has an issue. And then uh, Rourke and Mike Wasserstein, NC work. Mike, why don't you stand up and wave? These are the warning officers. They're the ones that set off the tones. If you hear one of the local repeaters going did it it did it it did it it it's sending S's. did it it is an S. And that's short for storm. If you hear a repeater going did it it that means we're in some sort of a storm watch or warning, generally a watch, and we'd like you to cut your conversations short, but not eliminate them. You don't need to stop talking, but rather than going on for two or three minutes at a shot, I go with little 30-second segments in case we need to break in and start a net. Couple of uh, changes, point one, two, needs some uh, flexibility because there's, that's the one that's up by Raymond High School, and there's construction and other things going on. We've not been up at night in a storm situation to see what it's gonna be like up there. So uh, if you get there and it's too light, the spotters need to be in the dark, uh, let us know and we'll relocate you a little bit. And point two three is now on the new 40th Street Bridge over I-80 and you can get to it from the south from Arbor Road, go across the bridge and then come back and park on the south side of the bridge and uh, beware, that's a great vantage point and uh, whenever we're active, we'll always activate point two three. It looks over the entire city, and it's a very key point for us. So you may hear nothing going on in the northern part of the county, but we'll have point two three activated. Our primary repeater is one four six point seven six. 
share this with your friends and neighbors. If they have a scanner, they're welcome to listen to what we do. Uh, we're awfully proud of what we do and the way we do it in this county. Primary backup repeater for the spotters will be 8.5, as we call it. The uh, secondary backup will be uh, 1.9. And if you're on point, we'd like you to use 444.1 to talk to the point next door if you want to ask some questions rather than tying your radio up on two meters. We have a tendency everybody to go to a simplex two meter frequency, but that gets you off the net. The more you're on the net, the safer it is for you because you're going to hear what's going on around you. So 444.1 is a great one to ask Brian. He's the next point to me tonight. Ask, you know, do you see what I'm seeing without having to bring it up to the entire net? Whenever there's a watch, we'd like you to monitor one of the local repeaters. Uh, if you have CTCSS, Tone Squelch, in your radio, as do almost all radios now, this little this is a little $100 Watson radio that I have, and I can put it with 123-inch tone and squelch it. I can do that so that during the night, if we have a net, I can turn on your radio. You can uh, have the radio in the bedroom with you or wherever you are, and I can send out a sequence of tones, or Mike will, one of the guys, and it'll turn on your radio and let you know we need help. It's an amazing system. Last year we had a call out at 2.30 in the morning and uh, had enough people to take care of it. It had nothing to do with weather, incidentally. That was because the, uh, one of the computers malfunctioned at the EOC and they were unable to contact any of the ambulances in Lincoln. And uh, they can't have that, so where are the backup communications? And so they uh, sounded the alarm and away we go. Had great turnout. So that's 123 hertz, 123 hertz, CT, CSS. Put that on your radio when you go to bed. Tonight might be a good time to do that because it looks like it's going to get bumpy. I think east of us tonight, but it could back into us. But not a good night to be over in the middle of Iowa. Uh, we'll announce what's happening on the repeaters, and uh, the net will be called on the 7-6 repeater, and that's K0KKV. Please, 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 only check in if you can help. Uh, we have a limited amount of time to get everybody listed in the log and assigned to a point. And if you check in and say, this is k GND, I won't be available for half an hour. But I want you to know that I'll be available in half an hour. If you need me, give me a call. You've just used up an awful lot of time in the repeater, which we don't have. So please, only give us a call when you hear it, when you're able to go. You check in with your call sign only, which is the way we do the nets at night. I don't need to know anything else but that. But the take-home message, the third bullet there, if you can't help, you can listen. Please listen, that's a good thing, but don't check in. When you leave, uh, it's best to set your odometer to zero. We keep track of mileage. How many folks needed uh, total mileage this year for tax deduction? Anybody use that? There's one. I did. I have about $300 tax deduction from mileage this year. So we keep track of that. If you need it at tax time, uh, we can get it for you. Tax deductible at 12 and a half cents a mile, I think, this year. Uh, so note your odometer reading. You'll give that to the net controller at some point on the net. When you get out on point, he's going to ask how many miles you have. Once you check in the net, there'll be a list of call signs. The net controller may come back to you and say, uh, W0DEC, Jesse, how much power are you running tonight? If Jesse says five watts, he's not going to go to the end of the county. I'll assign him to a closer point. If he's running 50 watts, 
I may send him away south. So we may want to know how much power you're having. When you check in, you can say ready for assignment, which I hope you are, or available as a navigator. Now, all you folks who are brand new uh, will know when you check in, we do this with computers, that you've not been out before, and we'll hook you up with somebody who has been out before. So you'll go out as a navigator in the right-hand seat and get some on-job training. Or we may have you follow them to the point in your car. But at any rate, the first time or two, we'll send you out as a navigator. If you need directions, the 147.24 repeater is our navigation repeater. We don't want to do navigation during the net if things are really busy. So we'll send you over to 24, and there'll be a net controller there. You say, it's K0GND, I'm looking for .61, can you help me? And they'll help you get to where you're going. Most of us have the points in our GPS, so we can just press a button and uh, the, the bitch in the box can take us there, as we call her. That's the voice on your GPS. All right, let's see. Um, ask for additional check-ins, and then we'll make assignments. We have media assignments. We have other assignments uh, at KFOR, uh, at uh, KLIN, at um, KLKN, working with Kevin, at uh, Channel 1011, KOLN. We send folks there only who have been there before and know the ropes of what's going on. Uh, we may send you out to be trained there, but uh, basically those are kind of pre-assigned points. So if you wonder how all of a sudden these points are being assigned, and I was here first, uh, that's the ones that get assigned that way through experience. If you need assistance, there I just said that. You go to Enzer FER, that's 14724, and ask for directions. They'll get you there. Uh, once you are where you need to be, come back to the main net on 76 and be sure and tell us that you're there. The net controllers feel a great deal of responsibility about your, where you're hanging out. And if you don't come back to a point and tell us that you're there, we'll start in about 10 or 15 minutes to send somebody out looking for you. We'll assume something bad happened. So we always need to know where you are and we keep diligent track for your safety. Let them know uh, when you get to your point and give a real quick summary of what's going on unless what's going on doesn't matter. That meaning if you, like tonight, I'd say light winds and light rain, 0.56, K0GND, I'm done. But if somewhere else they're reporting funnels on the ground and it's pretty exciting, my light rain doesn't matter anymore. So don't report that. You might tell us you're on location and that's enough. Your call. Now this is uh, very important. It's amazing how much information we can give in a short period of time. I don't know if you've heard the name Bill Pasternak. He does Newsline and is a very famous ham. He was down in my basement a couple of years ago. And we're talking about what we do here in Lancaster County. And he said, my gosh, you have 60-some stations on a net. How many repeaters do you use? And I said, we use one. He said, that's impossible. You can't use just one repeater. You've got to have multiple repeaters. In Los Angeles, for this kind of a thing, we'd use four different repeaters. And I explained, well, in this kind of thing in Lincoln, Nebraska, we want everybody to hear what's going on. If the guy next to you is seeing a funnel, we want you to know about it. So we're on the party line. Everybody's hooked together. So the only reason that we can do that, the only way we can do that, is with a great deal of information in a very short period of time. This is K0GND on location, 0.34, light rain, moderate wind from the east, 
Here's a cell building to the southeast, over. I did that in seven seconds if you timed me. That leaves a lot of room for other information. So be concise. You might want to practice what you're going to say before you say it. Uh, we all like to chat. That's why we're ham operators. It'll be very easy for me to say this is K0 GND.34. It's cloudy out here. My God, there's a cow across the street. I see that. And, the, uh, and there's some bales of hay out in the field. I hope they, uh, oh, that's a terrible situation. And we're getting some heavy rain right now. Cars will be slipping around. I'm quite, you go on and on and on. Well, you're going to cover somebody that has more important things to say. So uh, practice what you're going to say and say it in a very short, succinct manner. Do not leave the net until we know you're leaving the net. And that's because we will send out search rescue vehicles to look for you. If you stop answering up to the net controller, he will send somebody out to see what's going on. Dead battery, car upside down, who knows? But we're going to go out and try and find out what happened. So please always tell us that uh, you're not available anymore. And I mentioned the talk around on 444.1. Limit your transmissions to what is important. That means listen to the net. Once again, uh, we're interested in changing conditions. Hail has just begun, changing wind direction, changing speed. Uh, it's no, I'm having torrential rain now. Torrential rain's just begun. Uh, I have a lowering. I have wall clouds and so forth. Things that are new and interesting, we're interested in. When you hear something like that from another station, unless you have something of equal importance, don't report anything. We want to keep at the high level. Our net is monitored by the National Weather Service in Valley, incidentally, as well as the EOC. So all the information we gather goes out. And frequently, we'll see a, uh, a, a warning, a severe thunderstorm warning come out literally 30 or 40 seconds after someone's reported large hail at a certain point. So uh, they're very responsive to what we're doing up there. If you, uh, again, if you have something that's not important in terms of the context of the net at that point in time, then don't say anything. Be brief. You can give an awful lot of uh, information in a short period of time, as I said. And you can kind of run this through your head before you do it. But uh, here's K0GND, again, at point 0.14. And he can say, once the southeast gust of 52 measured, that means I have an anemometer, and I'm holding out the window, or something on my car, that measures precisely the wind speed. So measured means this is really happening. If I just said the uh, wind's uh, approximately 50 miles an hour, that means I'm going with Brian's weather service. The trees are bent halfway over. That must be a 50 mile an hour wind. How many of you have anemometers? We gave them away a couple of years ago. You can get one for about 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, and they're really handy to have. I have uh, cloud to ground lightning to my southwest and a rain shaft to the southwest. Why is a rain shaft important to, per, to um, report into a net? Anybody? That's right. The citizens see a rain shaft, and they're going to see 90% of the time a tornado. Most of what we do in tornado spotting in Lancaster County is denying citizens' reports that come to 911. Somebody, and, and we're not saying the citizens are stupid, they're reporting what they see, but they're not trained as you are. And they see something out of a cloud, and they call 911 and report a tornado. And we'll have quickly 
our spotters take a look at where that's supposed to be and confirm or deny. And most all the time it's a denial. But a rain shaft is easily confused with a tornadic event. So you're very careful to report those. And usually what happens at 911, incidentally, is they'll be forewarned. Um, somebody from the EOC staff will go into the 911 center and say, we've had a rain shaft reported over Hallam. And so the 911 operators know their phones are going to ring, but not to worry. Tell them it's a rain shaft, it's been spotted, it's being watched. It'll make them happy. Remain at your point. Don't bring the family. It's not a picnic. Also, don't bring your computer. We want your eyes on the horizon, not on a screen. Also, what you see on the screen is generally 10 minutes or more behind real time. So you see a cell approaching. It's probably already gone through when you see it on your screen. So leave the laptops home. They are a liability to you, a severe liability. And watch the skies, not your toys. If you're under 18 or 19, I'm not sure the rules are changing right now, we're not going to send you out to a storm point, but we have lots of other luxurious assignments for you. And for that matter, if any one of you wants to help out but doesn't want to go out and watch a storm, we have stations at all the media, in all the hospitals, and we have lots of other things for you to do. So feel free to check in. You need some basic equipment in your car, a duffel bag, some water. Uh, we'd like you to take a rope. There's all sorts of things you can have, flashlights. But uh, have some equipment there. The water is really important, not beer, not pop, but water. Remember that if we have a tornado anywhere in the county, we'll immediately go into our phase two because we already have somebody in each of the hospitals. So we're ready for incoming victims if necessary. We are the backup communications for 911. We have done that several times. This year, April 1st, 911 went away completely, and we were phone booths all over the city for quite a period of time. 65 hams helped with that. How many folks in here went out and helped with our 911 coverage? Um, it was very good. We got a nice donation from Windstream with red on their face for the embarrassment. Uh, we have the uh, medical facilities, we have Red Cross, that's their shelters, and uh, we're ready to do damage assessment. After the Hallam tornado, and it went down at about 8.30, 8.45 that night, by um, 2 in the morning, we had done survey work of over 100 square miles of the county and provided information to Public Works so they knew what they could do the next morning, where they needed to start to open roads, move trees, take down power lines, phone poles, whatever. So uh, we have a huge property assessment system put together which would follow any severe situation. We want to be careful about your safety. That's why I want to know where you are. Whoever's net controller wants to know where you are all the time. If you have to get out of the car, let us know. Sometimes biology forces someone to get out of the car. you got to get out for a couple of minutes. Uh, if it's a quiet evening, maybe you want to uh, run into town and get a pop at the pop machine or visit the quick shop and go to the bathroom. All fine if we're able to do that, but let us know. If we've called you and you're not there, we're going to worry. And we don't like to worry. And finally, just the citizens of Lincoln and Lancaster County, thank you. I want you to know what the siren policy is in the county, because we have a very aggressive siren policy, 
it takes a great deal of courage from the folks downtown. That means the county commission and Doug Alberg, who's the director of emergency management. Lancaster County, unlike any other county in the world, literally, only sounds its sirens when something has been verified. Verified by a trained spotter. In Omaha, they sound the sirens for every warning. Every time there's a weather warning, sirens go up. After a while, that gets to be a little bit of cry wolf, don't pay attention, and so forth. I saw a video of a tornado situation in uh, Kansas, a, a policeman going through a trailer court with his siren on and his bullhorn, take shelter, take shelter, take shelter, and he's got his drunken driver camera on, on as they call it, on a dashboard. And he comes around the corner, and here's a man out walking his dog. Sirens are blazing. Well, we have sirens here all the time. That killed 12 people that day down there. So Lancaster has a unique policy. They sound them only when there's a confirmation. Sirens are an outdoor warning device. They're not made for you in the basement. You shouldn't hear them. That's fine. They're meant for people on the parks and the bike trails and the ball diamonds and playing golf. They're for folks outdoors. When you hear a siren, the bottom line is take shelter. Do something. When the sirens are blowing here, it's a serious situation. It's not a mistake. It's not, oh, the guy's blowing the sirens again. It's something has been verified. Very, very serious. All right, I think I'm done. Try this to be sure. I am. Now there's Tommy's logo. Nice job, Tommy. Any questions on our procedures? We have work for everybody. We're concerned about your safety. And I'll, I'll listen and repeat. Mary? Excellent question. How much time do we need from you? Almost all the call-outs, there were four of them last year, and they all were around two to two and a half hours from the time we called people out until the time they were released. Um, the farthest points are 45 minutes away. The closest points are very close to Lincoln, but yet they're still 15 or 20 minutes away. So, um, yeah, we'd like to have a little more time than 15 minutes. Any other questions? Yes. I'm sorry? Oh, ham radio classes start this coming Tuesday, April 12. Everybody's welcome. They're free. You don't have to buy expensive books or anything else. They're at Union College at 49th and Bancroft. They're in the IRR building, which is a far northern building on the Union College campus, 49th and Bancroft. They're going to go Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, all right, starting the 12th from 6.30 to 9.30 at night. Free and everybody's welcome. All the spotters in Lancaster County are ham operators, without exception. About 99%. Yeah, we're very, it's a good class. You'll, unless there's a severe learning disability, we'll get you through it. Any other questions? Mary? No. No, in fact, in Hallam, several houses were twisted on their axis, totally. 
And the only death in Hallam was a lady who was in the basement, in the wrong part of the basement, as a matter of fact. The uh, rule of thumb, Ken, tell me if I'm wrong, is to get in a, in a reinforced part of your house. In the basement is probably the best place, but in a door jam, in a doorway, under the steps, but something that's reinforced in case something's going to fall. If you have, Stay away from the walls. If you have a pool table, it's a great place to get under the pool table. Throw a blanket and a pillow under there and a portable radio and plan to camp out for a while. But the walls in the southwest corner, that's uh, no longer the case. That's on another. Yes? Basement. And what does she tell her people in a three-story apartment? And again, inside a doorway, so you have that wood reinforcement over you is, is excellent. Yeah, and avoid glass. Good point. Glass blows in and everywhere else. Any questions up on top? Bob. Oh, yes. Frequently when we're out doing this, we see things that shouldn't be happening. And uh, we know the bad people have scanners that can listen to what we're doing because we invite them to listen to 146676. So the code word is to check the runoff at wherever you are. Check the runoff at uh, 42nd and Van Dorn, which is very close to my house. When we hear that, the sheriff is immediately notified and they will immediately go to that location to see what's going on there. All right? If you have a car come up behind you and you're on Spotter's Point, you don't want them there, tell us there's a car behind you, tell us where they are. The sheriff, they love what we're doing and they love to protect you. And they'll come rolling up and ask the person to leave. If you smell ammonia and you see cars parked around that old beat-up garage, uh, check the runoff at because chances are they're brewing something there you don't want brewed. Check the runoff at is our to call 911 while they're right next door and have them come out and check something. Andy. Let's assume you have no cell phone at all times, okay? Because the net controller is going to hear that you made that call, the net controller is going to make sure 911 is activated and notified, and the net control will come back to you in five or ten minutes to ask if you're okay. If you're on a cell phone, I can't do that. All right? Mary. Just wait in, wait in line, yeah. Now, make sure your report is of equal importance to what's going on on the net. And obviously, if a tree falls on your car, that's going to be of major importance. 
I don't think there are any points that are near trees, so that's not a real concern. Any other questions or comments, concerns? We'll look for you who are getting licenses. Thank you. Uh, next Tuesday, 630 Union College. We'll have a great class. And uh, very shortly, you'll be able to go out and do what we do. Thank you for being here. Can you want to wrap it up?